sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week, we do it. 2014 versus 2015. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, they kind of blend together. Kind of kind of the an overview, I guess, of 2014 and then what we're looking forward to in 2015. Or more accurately, what Pat's looking forward to, because I can't think of anything. But uh you know, some of the stuff I'll bring up you'll you'll be looking forward to. I uh I just wanted to go back to having something to do with back and forth because we kind of had episodes that don't really have that lately. So I just even though it's only one year. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're actually legally obligated to do that. But yeah, I guess we. Oh, that's not what my lawyer said. We should. Yeah, we should try to stick to the concept of the show uh, as often as we can. When else, we, why have when, a show? Why? Exactly. Why be alive? Yeah, if you're not going to stick to the concept of being alive. Right. Which uh, means drinking a lot of rum. And uh, taking the occasional bubble bath. Oh, ho, ho. Do you take baths? Sometimes. Not as much as I used to because the bathtub I have here isn't as big as the old one. But I like baths. I love bubble baths. Yeah, I I don't know. I You occasionally get uh, alpha males mocking you for uh, taking baths, or I would. I'm like, well, or, uh, I don't know if she's a friend of the show, but she's a friend of ours, Shannon. Used to mock people. Mock, well, like mock. I said, alpha males. Yeah, that's a good point. The touche, as they say. Yeah, yeah. I I like it because you can read. Also, it's yeah. relaxing. It's more relaxing to lie down than stand. I think science has determined that that much. Although some people like to sleep while they stand. Saw that in the in basic training, actually. That's the only place I've ever seen anybody fall asleep standing up. But yeah, I know bears like to do that. Did they fall down when they fell asleep? No, they stay standing. So if you if you uh, approach a bear in the woods, you can just go right up to it, start poking it, because it's probably asleep. Good. Uh, that's a good nature tip. Yeah, if you're going camping, kids. That can be our, a, a future segment, John's nature tips. Or uh, we can just end it right here, because that's pretty much the extent of my nature knowledge. But you might pick up more as you move on through life. That is true. There is... You do gather a lot of nature knowledge uh, living in Oakland. The natural life, as they say. Yeah. It is, uh, I mean, it is called Oakland, so it's all about nature here. Um, did you watch the final Colbert? I did. Did you adore it? Eh, didn't care for it. Really? No, I'm just oh, fucking I loved with it. you, because I know you oh, loved thank it. God. Thank God. <laughs> I thought it was so perfect. Uh, I know they set up the the death of the Colbert character for months. I guess they've had grimly yeah, around. They kept say, and they kept saying he was going to be the final guest. Well, even before they announced that, they they had subtle hints towards it. So they were they were moving towards that the whole time, and then to have the the twist of Colbert killing death and becoming an immortal was awesome fun. Yeah, they, it was a good fake out. Uh, it it was good to see. Uh, see all the pieces written about Colbert now that his show is coming to an end, because I really do think, I don't know, he's 
the I don't, nobody's doing satire like that. Yeah, at that level. And, yeah, well, nobody. It's very hard to do. Yeah, I think he's probably he'll probably be remembered by later generations as as you know probably the greatest satirist of our time. I would. I, I mean, so. I don't even know who who would compete. Yeah, I mean, it has to. It has to. And it formed. It's not like somebody can just start. It was just. It was a slow growth from the Daily Show into the the character that just took over his career for ten years. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, no, it was a good. Sorry about that. I hit the mic. Uh, it was a good last episode. I was. Uh, I. I watch it on Hulu. You know, obviously, since I don't have cable, but I purposely did not read anything about it before I saw it. I didn't want to. I wanted to. You know, didn't want to have it spoiled for me. Yeah, yeah, and they did. I mean, it wasn't a special episode, but it was. I mean, they, it was a regular episode of Colbert with typical jokes, but the the bit in the middle where they're singing that song and every not every guest, but a million guests were on the stage was just. It was touching. It was awesome. It was funny. It was really neat. Yeah, I, I actually teared up a little. Yeah, Kissinger next to Cookie Monster. Yeah, the the dynamic duo. There's a comic book. K and C. K and C M. Mm, I don't like to mention the M part. Yeah, I guess it is slightly racist, I guess. Um, yeah, Big Bird. Yeah, this, it was just, and I like the fact that this stage is filled by, by people of all stripes. Like you have big name actors next to. I don't even know. Like it's political said, analysts and political analysts and actual politicians, but someone was a fast food activist. I don't even know what that meant. Like I don't know what she's done. I didn't know. I had never heard of her. But I, would, I, had, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, fast food activist could be a lot of things. It could be you know uh, stumping for better wages for fast food workers. It could be. Yeah, that was my first thought. But then I was like, was it maybe it's a health thing? Health. Yeah, health issue. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, just whatever. I'm sure she was a guest, and I missed that episode. But it's just neat that they didn't. They just put everybody on the stage. Nobody really had top billing. I mean, the ones that were shown first, like John Stewart, obviously had top billing. But everybody was on the stage by the end, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, no, it was a good. And and I think there's some people on the stage you couldn't even see, like Mark Cuban, the owner of the Mavericks, was apparently there, but I didn't see him. And I think Olbermann, that uh, used to be a political analyst and now he's a sports analyst, he was there too, but he didn't. You know, he wasn't in in the front singing. Oh, is he back to sports? I think he started in sports and then uh, went to politics, and now he's back to sports. I think so. I think he's on ESPN now. Oh, he uh, got fired or something, huh? Did he? From MSNBC. Yeah. I think maybe he got fired, and then he had another political show that got was a short life one. Isn't there? I don't know, but yeah, he's back to sports. Yeah, that's too bad. I don't know. He wasn't great at politics. I mean, I agreed with most of his opinions, but the way he expressed them made me want to not agree half of the time. Oh, he was like Bill Maher-ish? Yeah, kind of over the top. Um, yeah, well, and Bill Maher, well, he's just kind of an ass. It's, it's, I agree with him on some stuff, but it's hard to, it's hard to get past his dickishness. And it's hard to get past his anti-science... He doesn't believe in germ theory. I think it was. Well, I think it. I think he was an anti-vaxer for a while. I don't know if he ever like reneged on that. Well, I don't know why he wouldn't. I mean, he talks about science a lot. I, the germ theory of disease, I would imagine he's a believer in. But yeah, who knows if you're anti-vax or anything goes. I guess. 
Uh, yeah, no, it was it was a nice song, and then you know just a, and then just riding off into eternity at the end with Santa Claus and uh, Abe Lincoln, the unicorn, and uh, Alex Trebek. And above, having Neutral Milk Hotel play while while they left was really sweet. Yeah, which I read about uh, after I saw it, because I guess his his dad and two of his brothers died in a plane crash when he was ten. So that song meant a lot to him, I guess. Yeah. Oh, well, you knew about the the brothers, right? I I had known a long time ago and and kind of forgotten. So. Anyway. Yeah. Great episode. I loved it. It was yeah, everything. Everything good about Colbert was in that was in that one episode, and I cannot. Well, I guess I will talk about that next next segment. But there's something about Colbert I can't wait about. Oh, that's true. Um. Yeah, Craig Ferguson ended his show. Well, so his ended this week too? Yeah. Uh, last night as we're recording this, I think this will probably come out a week from now. So, yeah. Did, did you watch that? I did, yeah. How was that? I've never, I've watched a few of his episodes, but I've not been a huge, not that I disliked him, but I just didn't follow him closely. How was it? I mean, I, I didn't watch him all that often, um, but it was good. Uh, I liked him, like he was... Viv and I were talking about it. He was kind of like Conan in a way that that uh, you could see why they didn't give him the eleven thirty slot because he's too it's too weird his yeah, humor yeah. like it didn't work for Conan either even though to me Conan's hilarious and uh, but you know I guess that eleven thirty slot they're really going for uh, old middle America. I don't know. I mean Jimmy Fallon I think hits both middle America and young. Yeah, I I suppose so. I mean, Jimmy Fallon, I've I've seen some of his shows and laughed, but like Conan, I would like lose my shit cracking up. Oh, me too. But I thought when he took over the Tonight Show, he was never that funny. He, no, it's it's true. I think he was trying too hard to fit into something that wasn't him. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I've watched the TBS Conan show a bit, and it's it is funnier than he was in the Tonight Show. But I don't think it's. The ones I've watched haven't gotten up to the level he had on Late Night. Late Night was where he was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, I guess this kind of the same with Craig Ferguson. Um, it was a bit of a bummer that his last guest was Jay Leno. Um, was it? Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder. I don't think it's a... I, I, I'm glad that the, the longer Jay Leno's retired, I think the more the people will stop hating him. Because I think his... his yeah, I think if he shuts his stupid yap... Uh, how was he on Craig Ferguson? It was... It's so weird, man, because I think you, we might have even talked about it, but, you know, like in the 80s, when he would appear on Letterman and stuff, he was really funny. Yeah, it was, it was appointment. You had to watch it. It was so, it was so good. Yeah. So he wasn't. He, he was just so hacky. On, uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It was really, ugh. but no, yeah, we have talked about, I mean, have we, have we talked about his specials? His specials were great. Leno, Leno had some primetime specials that. I guess they spun off of his appearances on Letterman and, and uh, Carson and they were really funny and they were, they were a little bit, well, not a little bit, a, m- a lot more sharper than the humor he uses or he used to use on the tonight show. So I, I guess it was, it's like we're, we're saying that the tonight show is directed towards a specific audience and he, he didn't feel any need to not direct it towards that audience. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I guess, time kind of just mellows people out anyway and maybe shitloads of money helps with that too you know 
Yeah, but apparently he's really funny at stand-up. I've yeah. never seen him. People say Carrot Top's really funny, so I probably shouldn't say that without seeing somebody. I, yeah, I've heard that, too. Well, you know, sometimes you'll see a band live, and, and they'll blow you away, even though they're not that great on record. Um, yeah, it, it is, but it is a weird choice for Craig Ferguson, because I, as far as I know, they don't have any kind of connection. I could see Drew Carey being on the last episode, but Jay Leno doesn't really fit for me. Well, they're both you know, late-night talk show hosts that were retiring. I guess that's the link. Okay. Well, that's why Alex Trebek, Alex Trebek was on uh, Colbert. He is retiring, huh? They're, yeah. They're going to yeah. do, uh, what's his name, Matt Lauer is going to do it? That was the rumor. I don't know if that was ever confirmed. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a good fit. Um, well, he's kind of obnoxious. That's sometimes true. Trebek is. So, yeah, sometimes. I, man, do you, ever, do you watch Jeopardy? <laughs> Not really. Oh, I watch Jeopardy all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's man. He's yeah, because I like to play along and then feel superior to the stupid guests <laughs> on the. Show. That's why I only, I only watch it when it's like preteen Jeopardy, or those episodes where it's uh, insane Asylum Jeopardy. So every every answer is whatever you want it to be is right. Yeah, that's my favorite week too, Insane Asylum Week. The, I take the Jeopardy test, online test, every time they do it, and sometimes I do really well, and sometimes I uh, eat shit. But I do know that. If I went on Jeopardy, I would have to bone up on my presidents, my geography, and my opera. Because every time, any time those categories come up on the show, I'm like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> Sports is just too, there's, it's too wide. Like I couldn't, I couldn't even, you know. Yeah, there's, yeah, because you say sports, it's not just the major sports in the U.S. There's everything, everything else. Right, and then it's the whole history of sports, and yeah, yeah like I wouldn't even bother. I'd just be like, all right, everybody else can take that category. <laughs> uh, no, Alex is kind of a an ass on that show sometimes. Like sometimes he he gets very condescending, and he'll somebody will get an answer right, and he's like, yes, that's right, very good. <laughs> like he's talking to a dog or a little kid. Like, these these people did try out for the show. You know they have brains, right? <laughs> and they are almost certainly smarter than you. Ugh. But, so you watch it every night. Yeah. Do you think if, when he's gone, you'd watch it every night? I know, it's a it's a weird thing. I probably would, um, assuming they didn't dumb it down, which I don't see why they would. It seems no. to be pretty popular. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like he's writing the questions. No, yeah, exactly. So, Lark. Lauer takes over and it's all questions about Al Roker. Lauer just doesn't seem like the host of that show to me. I don't know what it is. Uh, I have never seen the the version of Jeopardy before Trebek took over. What was his name? Art Fleming was the host. I'd like to see what that was like. Yeah, I imagine he everybody was smoking. <laughs> wearing leisure suits. And they take a long time to answer the question. There's no There's no sense of urgency. There's no timer. Yeah, it's like who wants to be a millionaire or something. They have a little discussion beforehand. They answer one question per episode. <laughs> and most of the guests are, are presidential candidates, you know, kind of like Jack Parsha. Never heard of him. Uh, yeah, no, that, it'll be, I know it's, it's a changing of the guard, I guess all over the place. I, I've been, I don't watch it every night, but I've been happy with Jimmy Fallon's taking over tonight's show. Yeah, I don't really watch. I don't really watch it. I, I don't know why. Like, I'll watch the clips. I People see clips, clips yeah. Facebook, and I'll watch that, but not the whole show. I think uh, there's a guy I've talked about before, Mark Evanier, who's a comic book writer and kind of a 
a pop culture historian. He has a blog online and he talks a lot about how late night television has changed for the worse in that everything is scripted. There is no surprises. And I think that's why the show is not as interesting to watch nowadays. Like, and the guests are not interesting. There, there's never an interesting guest because it's mostly just guests that are selling their stuff. Yeah, they're just promoting whatever. Yeah, because you know Carson used to have people on who, who just he wanted on to come shoot the shit with, and and Letterman too used to have just weird ass people on, like Brother Theodore. I don't know if you remember him, and, and he would have you know Andy Kaufman on, not promoting anything, just being bizarre. Even later, Letterman had Amy Sedaris on all the time. Yeah, that's true. That's no, true. I don't think she was pushing anything. Not usually. Um, yeah, if she did, it was it was not normal. But he also he also had the remember that magician was a Kmar. Oh yeah, I sure do. Still love that. And, and Larry Bud Melman, Chris Elliott, of course. Yeah, that that was the heyday. I mean, you watch Letterman now, and it's kind of it's kind of a sad pale imitation of his former self but yeah i mean he's too now he's like you know the grandfather of late night and he's every i've probably talked about this on the show too i when i've watched recent episodes like every joke gets almost a standing ovation and you're just yeah, yeah relax <laughs> well one of the great parts of the old letter i mean the late night with uh show was just the joke the jokes would usually be bad and how he would uh act about the work bad jokes. his way out of it yeah 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 a lot of awkwardness um i wonder if before may if we, if we could find some letterman clips and just talk about them for an episode i think that might be fun some old ones old ones and new ones just a, a mix of them old versus new yeah i'm sure we could so i mean i don't know if you on youtube i think we could i don't know if you'd want to yeah i don't know i'll, I'll talk about anything on this show <laughs> well how's your new tattoo my tattoo of uh, Hervé Villachez. That's the old one. Oh, the new one, the new one of the kid from the middle. Uh, you're, you've lost me with the concept here. It's just a private thing that you don't really want to talk about on the show, and I understand that. I just wanted to prove you into a liar. I think I've proved myself a liar time and time again on this podcast. You know what? Uh, you know what I was thinking when we were talking about doing 2014. This might be my own. This might be like confirmation bias, or or just the stuff that I am interested in. But it strikes me that, in my opinion, 2014 probably the first year that I can think of where women really dominated entertainment. I, you know, they they always talk about you know it's it's women's year, but I think it was really a good year for women. You've got all right now. I should have actually done research on this because i don't know her name but um the woman who created uh, how to get away with murder and scandal oh Sh- shonda rhimes shonda rhimes uh you got her shows broad city which we've talked about of course um lots lots of other great shows that are continuing like parks and rec and veep and stuff um you got sleater kenny getting back together i think for me saint vincent's album was probably my favorite of the year yeah, that was really good. Um, Angel Olsen's album was really good, too. What's that? Angel Os- Olsen? Angel mm-hmm. Olsen was really good. Um, yeah, just kind of taking over culture in a, in a really good way this year. A lot of a lot of good roles. You know, even, even dumb stuff like continuing stuff like Revenge is kind of, I mean, it's become less and less about 
the strong female character, but she's still there. Yeah, I stopped watching, so I don't know, but I know she's still in the show. I would think so. <laughs> um, and we're finally getting uh, female superhero movies announced in 2014. Announced, so. yeah, and and the comic book you were talking about that you recommended last week. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah, think I'd... it's it's very like where it's the first year I can think of where a lot of my favorite things in entertainment were women driven, if not made by women, you know, they, they had women leads or, I mean, Hollywood, the movies are still kind of more conservative as they kind of always are in that respect, I guess. It, but it is surprising that there is not more women, uh, women directors. It, yeah, it really is. Um, what's her name? I didn't realize that, but what? Oh, Catherine Bigelow. No, oh. no. Why isn't she getting more work after she won the Oscar? She's had wh- how many movies since then? Yeah, I don't. I know that's true. I don't know. But uh, who played Alec Baldwin's uh, wife that got kidnapped by North Korea in uh, Thirty Rock? Oh, uh, oh, shit! Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks is directing a sequel. She's directing um, a sequel to that. I think it's called Pitch Perfect. Oh yeah, know. yeah. I don't think she directed the first one, but she is directing the sequel, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Hollywood is Hollywood is like I said, very conservative, and and they're they can't be any more as niche as TV is able to be for whatever reason. You know, I mean, I guess the death of like indie movies and and you know just the whole reliance on tentpole movies and everything has to make $60 million opening weekend. But even when indie movies were coming out, there was maybe two prominent female directors. I can't. No, that's true. But I mean, even just, even just female leads or, or movies centered on women, forget Mm -hmm. women directors. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. I mean, ghost world was great, but also directed by a man. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, what do you think of that? I, I've... That's an interesting, and I, I have no way of disproving it. I can't think of another year that had more, but maybe it's just a buildup, and it's going to just keep going that way. Yeah, let's hope so. Um... And it's not, and it's 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 a really positive. And when I say positive, I mean, of course, it's positive. But the this the stuff you're talking about, we both agree they're really good. It's not just that they're created by women, but they're really, really good. Right, and even even shows with male leads um, nowadays, I feel like they have female characters who are actual characters rather than uh, window dressing. Like like Sleepy Hollow, they're basically co-leads, a guy and a woman on that yeah, show. That's true. It's not, and it's not. Yeah, it's just like I've talked about many times with Elementary. It's it's they are equals in the show they are it's not a love interest it's not it's nothing like that it's of course sherlock holmes is going to be the main character but it's not really watson is just as prominent when you watch this show so i yeah i I hear what you're saying i think i i think i do agree with you that it's turning that way and that's a really good thing yeah yeah it's been impressive um or even angels agents of shield another show i love has uh powerful main women characters in it yeah a lot more a lot more ensemble shows uh with with kind of equality among genders i guess yeah yeah brooklyn yeah, 99 same yeah, thing. i was just gonna say same another great show that that works their cast perfectly i think i think brooklyn 99 is is finding an audience in its second season at least if you go by message boards 
as I saw, uh, we sometimes read there's a, a long thread about, not long, but there's a thread about it where everybody had, had is this like, I just found this show. I didn't watch it last year. And I, I started watching it on Hulu and I had to watch the second season. It's so good. And that makes me happy. Yeah. Well, even, even really terrible shows, um, like on, on my least favorite network of all time, CBS, you've got, you know, what, two broke girls and mom. I mean, they're not good shows, but they, they're, you know, women centered and they're, and they're popular. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah and, and they're the same guy who writes that. I, I, I don't know if it's a very positive portrayal of women, but I think those two shows are more positive. The, the same guy who writes the, what's that? Two and a half men. Yeah. Two and a half men, which is kind of either every woman on that show is, is I don't know. Every woman on that show, there's something wrong with, but I guess every guy there is too, but just in a really negative way. And I think, uh, I don't really find two broke girls funny, but I don't think that's true about that. Oh, that is not from him. Mom is, but two broke girls isn't. Never mind. Yeah. Well, and girls, I guess we should mention, which neither of yeah. us really watch, but you know, it's a, it's a cultural thing. Yeah, yeah. Lena Dunham is a big force in culture. So yeah, I, I think it's, she's directed a movie. So I guess she's a, an example of, of, yeah, I haven't seen her movie. Though. I, yeah, I saw it. Tiny Furniture. I was. Eh, you don't need to see it. Okay. I guess women can't direct. I take the whole thing back. Now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> From Paula Harvey. Uh, yeah. No. I. It. It was just something that I thought about when. Uh, when I was thinking about the best stuff of the year and and like trying to go through it, and I was like, oh, there's a lot of women involved in in my my favorite things this year so yeah yeah and the the best i think we agree that the best movie of the year was boyhood and uh, patricia arquette killed it in that yes yes i think she doesn't get mentioned enough because you're talking about the kid and how he's growing up but she was absolutely pitched just perfect everything she did was right so yeah and and very real portrayal both in writing and in, in in acting of of a mother, a single mom, so really good. Yeah, and even uh, well, you know, you get you finally get a uh, Nobel Peace Prize winner this year um, that deserves it. Uh, Malala, I, I can't. I, oh right, you, you, yeah. I I don't know. I can't pronounce her last name. I'm terrible. Um, but uh, who? Yeah, she, you know, after after giving it to Kissinger and. Uh, and just years of kind of joke people winning that award. It was, and I, I, I really like Barack Obama, but I don't know if he should have won it, especially at that point, like yeah. one year into his presidency. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I did kiss. When did Kissinger win it? What, what has he done that year? I, I don't know. Bombed Cambodia. Let me see. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's, that's peaceful. Sorry. I'm going back. I'm into the seventies, which has got to be, around the time he won it. Uh, oh, so he did win it when he was in it. Okay, yeah, I didn't... 73. So, oh yeah, literally God. literally after bombing Cambodia, he won the shit. Uh, he says, him and Le Duc Tho, um, for the 1973 Paris Agreement, intended to bring about a ceasefire in the Vietnam War. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess if you start the war, you can... Well, he didn't start it, but... I mean, theoretically, if you start a war, you can win the Nobel Peace Prize for ending it. 
Yeah, so it's uh, bizarre that Bush didn't win it, or <laughs> maybe Cheney will win it next year. Yeah, well, his uh, you don't like to talk politics. No, yeah, let's not. Let's, uh, I, that might have been my least favorite part of this year. Yeah, I think it was mine. I I couldn't even read too much about what was in the report. I mean, I read enough. Uh, we didn't get that much. I think it's like the access given to the public at this point is hundreds of pages, but the document is millions of pages. Is that right? We just got like an executive summary, which yeah, was a couple yeah. hundred pages. And so, yeah, we don't even get it all and it's all bad. Yeah. Apparently you can buy it as a, a Kindle book. You have to buy it. I, you know what? That's good. Maybe you can just get it for free, but uh, I don't want that on my Kindle. 99 cents. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Carter did win it in 2002, which I think is a worthy president to win yes. Yes. the award. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a it was a good year in in that sense. Um, I'm talking about Dick Cheney and torture, of course. Of course, any any year that involves Dick Cheney is a good year. Just ask that guy that got shot in the face. Yeah, please, and then apologize to Cheney. Uh, please keep coming back into the limelight. Please keep oozing your uh, corporeal form that houses your eldritch soul uh, back in front of the cameras every couple of years, Cheney, just to just to remind us all uh, that Voldemort lives. I, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about movies. I can talk about the movies I really liked, but we already talked about Boyhood, but I want to talk about a couple of disappointments. Oh, okay. Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was not a good movie. I, yeah, I heard it was absolute shit. I wouldn't go that far, but pretty close. It, it's it's too bad. And now there is with those leaks from Sony that they they, they brought up the talks back about Marvel taking over Spider Man or having a, like a fifty fifty split of the character, and that it'd be nice if that happened. And you can have we can have. I thought the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies were okay. They had they they were closer to good than than these movies. And apparently, the downfall of these these Spider Man movies both with the Raimi movies and the, this Mark Webb guy is that the executives change things that they want to do and they have absolutely no control. And I guess I kind of understand why they want to make a Spider-Man movie because it's just like they like the character, but I think if the executives are changing things so much, that's absolute crap. Maybe you should just battle out. Cause I think Mark Webb could probably make a good movie if he didn't have interference. He, that 50 days of, was it 50 days of summer? Yeah. That was, that was a terrific movie. It was really good, really fun, well-directed. So I was excited when he took over, but, seeing the movie I, the first one was okay and the second one was not even close to okay so that was disappointing i was hoping he could come back and do better the second one but at the time i hadn't read the reports about how much the executives had taken over and tried to change things and succeeded in changing things so that was disappointing i think that was the biggest disappointing movie of the year yeah i had not heard good things i, I they i don't know who whose deal that all was was it stan lee who oversaw all that shit they need to they need to get it they need to get the rights back to oh, Marvel for that everything. Was after, no, that was after Stanley left. You mean the fact that Sony has? Yeah, yeah. No, I've, sometime in the like the late nineties or eighties, if they hadn't done that, Marvel would have gone out of business. So, yeah, like I, I suppose. Um, X Men movies aren't as bad as the Spider Man movies, so I I don't mind those being separate because X Men kind of have a, a tendency to dominate everything. So it, it's kind of neat that they're in their own universe. They don't need to. X, so X Men is Sony. They're not. They're not Marvel Studios. X Men is Fox. Fox. 
and they do an adequate job when Brian Singer. Oh no, not just Brian Singer. They do an adequate job when they don't let Brett Ratner in. How many? Wait, how many goddamn studios own Marvel properties? I think Fox, Sony, and Marvel are it. Uh, Fox also owns four, Fantastic Four, and there's a new Fantastic Four coming out next year. I would think at this point, Marvel would have enough money and leverage to at least try to get some titles back, buy them back from the other studios. But uh, on the other hand, why are the studios going to give up a superhero franchise? I guess. Yeah, and I think it's a lot of money. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they'd all, they'll ever get X Men back, but. I don't know the way Sony's going. They might give up Spider-Man. <laughs> they might not exist anymore. They might be sold to Kim Young Jun. I don't know who that is. Uh, it's a guy that lives in Culver City. Uh, that's he does deserve something then for yeah putting up with Culver City. Yeah. Uh, what else disappointed you? That's the only one I can think of. Big oh, I, my my apologies. When you said a couple, I thought you probably meant more than one. Uh, I had another one in mind, but I can't remember when I said couple. So when I usually when I mean couple, I mean exactly one. Okay. Yeah, that, that's uh for for single people out there. That's a good tip. Just call yourself part of a couple. But I thought of another movie that we both were thrilled by and was a, a definite great part of 2014 and. I'm glad it came out. I hope they have another one. I hope they start a show on Netflix. Veronica Mars movie was great. That's 2014. Oh, another. There you go. Uh, another. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. I know it's a continuing one, but But still, but it's, it adds to your thesis. It doesn't matter. It was pretty, it was, it was brought about because of strong popular appeal. Right. So yeah, very good. And then another kick funder, uh, started campaign was Zach Braff's movie, which uh, by all <laughs> accounts was not good, and had no women at all. No, none. It was uh, ju- it was just Zach Braff uh, verbally masturbating throughout the whole thing. But I did like his his. I don't know if you're going to call it an imitation. I guess you you could. It's it's worthy of Rich Little, but his his voice stylings that kind of sound like Natalie Portman work were impressive. Yeah, couldn't afford Natalie Portman anymore. Not on Kickstarter money. Well, he could afford it, but she just she, she's 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 above that now. She's above films. No, just Zach Braff films. Oh yeah, I don't play. I know people really love that Garden State. I thought it was kind of a bunch of bullshit. Um, but ah, I think... but it had a a Shin song that was really good. So I like the fact that the that the Shins made money off of that movie. All right. Well, yeah, I think you had to be a certain age for that to. Uh appeal to you i didn't hate it i didn't like it that much either it was just kind of there yeah it had that, we talked about this before but i love that the joke about actually adopting the person that you're sending money to a dollar a day or whatever it was yeah yeah that's a good gag well you would hope there would be at least one thought-provoking thing in a major motion picture <laughs> apparently you've never seen a michael bay film you know what? I don't think I have. I have at the drive-in. Drive-in. I didn't know Michael Bay was making movies in 1978. This was in 1999 or 2000 thereabouts. There was a drive-in theater that they always showed two movies. So you went in, you got to see two movies, and you could bring your own food in. It was really always a fun time. But I went there about four times before they closed up, so it was near the end. And every single time I went, one movie was good and one movie was bad, and the one 
when I saw um, Con Air, that was the bad. Yeah. I don't remember what the good was, but Con Air was really bad. That's Michael Bay, right? I think so. I'm not, I'm not about to look up Michael Bay and get that into my uh, search history so that I get Facebook ads for Armageddon and shit. It's also uh, Steve Buscemi, so maybe you could just look up Steve Buscemi, Mr. High and Mighty. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see a lot of movies that came out this year, I guess, um, in theaters anyway. I uh, saw Boyhood and Birdman and Whiplash. Um Birdman and Guardians of the Galaxy. Birdman, my least favorite among those. Um, like I said on the show, I thought it was interesting, but uh, maybe kind of a failure to. I mean, I, I think everybody should see it. I think it's worth seeing. Uh, I just didn't. It didn't do it for me. They didn't accomplish what they're attempting to do. I mean, I think they maybe even did, but it's just not what I wanted to see. Okay. Yeah. I had to see that. All the all the Oscar bait movies for aside from Boyhood, I have to see this year. So Sniper, I, I don't know if that's out. Interstellar, Birdman. I'm looking forward to seeing most of them. I saw all the except for one of the popcorn movies that were popular. Or except not just except for one, but I saw most of them. But you also saw Lego movie, and that was good. Two thousand fourteen. Oh, was that this year? Yeah, that's what's that's what another thing that I was thinking about that was shocking about this year, the emergence of Chris Pat Chris Pratt as a superstar. As a was Lead actor, yeah. Yes, yeah, sudden, it's really fast, and start with the Lego Movie, where I mean, he's not—he's a voice actor, but still, he was a main voice actor. And then Guardians of the Galaxy just put him over the top. And now, I mean, he—he he already, I mean, this happened before he filmed, I mean, before this stuff was released. But next summer, he's going to be in uh, Jurassic Park, whatever they're calling it, Jurassic World. So he's—he's he's moved on from TV. Yeah, it's—it's it, it's weird. He was. Like, I wouldn't have picked him to do... I'm glad for him, because I think he's a likable actor and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's... Um, he, you just wouldn't have guessed it no, from his role on Parks and Rec. I don't think he would have guessed it either. Yeah. Although, to, the, you, do, you do see why it happened when you see his... Like, he had small roles in Moneyball and... What's that? Uh, the, the, the Zero Dark Thirty. That showed he could carry a scene pretty well. But you just wouldn't expect it to turn into an action movie scene. Yeah, no, that yeah, that's that's more my point. I have nothing against Chris Pratt uh, as an actor or anything. Um, I know I would like to see uh, like to see that kind of thing happen for Adam Scott. Yeah, I don't. Well, I think Paul Rudd took the the superhero movie. He could he could handle off of his hands. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's probably always like losing out auditions to Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah, and. I, no offense to Adam Scott, who I, I love dearly, but Paul Rudd is better. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think they're they're different enough. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. 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 Um, no, Paul Rudd's great, too. Um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of... I mean, Boyhood was my favorite movie of the year, for sure. And uh, then uh, oh, Big Hero 6 was good, too, as far as movies. But uh, what music, was? Big Hero 6. The, oh, right, which I haven't seen. Uh Music, I, I talked about Angels, and I liked that. I, I think the Real Estate album was from 2014. Or yeah, I think, was... I think it was, too. I don't think it was 2013. I think it was, was earlier very, this year. It was very good. Every song was good on that. Uh, I can't think of other... I have, yeah, I have to go through the music that came out last year. I mean, this year, still. But, yeah, like you said, St. Vincent was excellent. Yeah. That's the Aphex Twin album. Oh, yeah, the new Aphex Twin. Yeah, I haven't... It's, I've, uh, 
I don't know. Song. If you like Aphex Twin, you'd like it, I would think. Yeah, that's good. I like him. Or her. It's, uh, okay. it's, you know, it's mood music, so as far as I'm concerned, I mean, it's not something I, I listen to necessarily for pleasure, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not yeah. catchy and shit, but, okay. um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I'm just looking at some, uh, Bob Mould's album was good. Yeah, Bob's album was good, uh. Robin Hitchcock's album was good. Mm, oh, was Future Islands? Was did they have an album this year? Yeah, yeah. The, I remember I, liking some of those songs. Broken I, Bells was great. Yeah, I well, I have to unplug my uh, hard drive when I come in here to record this, and that's where all my music lives. So I can't pull up my my music from this year while we're doing the podcast. Otherwise, I'd I'd have a ton that I could think of. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of good stuff this year. Yeah. As yeah. there is every year. Pixies was not good. No, Pixies was terrible. That's another That's disappointment. I, yeah, another point for my thesis. You lose Kim Deal, you suck. <laughs> Dum Dum Girls album's good. Shoot, I don't even remember it. Um Rimbold yeah. Eyes was a song. Oh yeah, yeah, that I, I put on the thing. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, no. It was every year is good for music if you know where to look. Yeah, except for seventy-two. Uh, oh yeah, early seventies was pretty rough. To be honest, <laughs> but if you knew where to look, you could find something good. It was yeah, if you, it was mostly soul stuff back then. Uh, maybe some David Bowie. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about two thousand fifteen. I guess. It will be quick for us, but for the listeners, it will be at least one hour. So get some coffee brewing. You see you in one hour. Yeah, we'll be right back in an hour. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing, steeplechasing, the Reformation, transubstantiation, Bram Stoker's creation, the land of the Thracians, and right back to the stars. We're back. Wah, wah. Talking about 2015. Uh, well, we're as far as to... I can tell, looking at my calendar, it has not happened yet. No, but, well, when this airs, it will have happened two years before. Oh, man. I'm really bad at math. But we can still look forward to things, even if it hasn't happened yet. For example... Colbert's start as the host of Late Late Show. Yeah, I think he'll be really good at it. I think I was a little bit worried. I don't know why, but now I'm. I think it's going to be awesome, and I don't think he's going to try. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the guy, but I don't think he's going to try to do the same show as everybody else. I think it's going to be different enough, and it's going to be its own thing, but it's still going to be popular. So I'm really excited. And yeah, I think going to stay as intelligent as he has been on Colbert, like. I hope that he's still able to have those guests like the, 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 uh, what's the, 
I can't remember. Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson, yeah. That kind of that kind of guest, as long as well as the celebrity guest. I think so he it's will. It's going to be a lot of fun. He's going to have lots of authors on. And I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I don't know why you know there was hand wringing over. Is you know is he going to be good without the character? Like he's still intelligent and funny. Like oh yeah, I so. Think, I thought a lot of the hand wringing was about. I'm going to miss this this satire. Yeah, the, I I think that could be too. Um, but yeah, I think he'll he'll do good. Yeah, that's true. I am looking forward to that show. Um, I have. It's gonna it's gonna be just neat to see what he comes up with for a theme. Like, I don't I don't do we know if he has a band or anything put together. I don't, I don't even know think anything happens yet. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's gonna be neat to see what happens between. I guess his show starts in June, something like that. I, I'm not real sure. I know Letterman's show ends at the end of, the, of sweeps in May, and his show can't start right away because they have to take over that theater, and like redo it for whatever he wants. So, but I, in the meantime, I imagine he's gonna be going on shows and just recreating his persona as his own, like putting his own like personality out there in public more often just to get it out there and that's going to be neat to see him reborn yeah i i imagine he'll dominate uh seth myers i i feel kind of bad for seth myers like we watched his first show and it wasn't very good but you know it takes a while to do that kind of thing and seth myers is a funny guy but he's he's not having anything to do with seth myers well they're going against each other won't they no he's going against fallon and he's taking over for letterman so he's starting oh shit! To right, I don't. Uh, I'm so used. See, I'm so old. I'm used to Letterman being the twelve thirty slot. <laughs> so he's going against Found, who also had a twelve thirty spot. So you're you're old and young. But uh, yeah, so the the British guy who I've only seen once on Colbert is taking over. He's going to go against Seth Meyers, and just going by the the five minute interview he had on on Colbert, I think he will beat Seth Meyers because he has more personality. Yeah, well, maybe Seth Meyers has worked it out by now. You know. Yeah, I guess I should watch it. I know he was pretty bad when he started too. So he's threatened. Uh, he's told North Korea that they can read all his emails. That's the only thing I've heard about him <laughs> since this show has started. But yeah, I'm super looking forward to to seeing how it plays out and seeing watching his show. I, th- I think it'll be enjoyable. I kind I've I've watched a lot of Colbert the last few months. And I definitely regret not because I would just forget to watch it sometimes. I loved it, but it was just on every day, and I just wouldn't watch it every day. So it's a shame I missed some good gags. Yeah, well, that that's going to happen with those shows that are daily, you know. Yeah, just just like the Daily Show. I didn't watch that whole the whole run where he wasn't there. I didn't watch any of that. Apparently, okay. it was really funny. Yeah, John Oliver was good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's another thing I look forward to in 2015. More. Uh, Terrorist cyber hacking. You look forward to that. Because I, yeah, I then, the then we get to find out uh, studio executives' addresses and social security numbers. I never, I was not privy to the addresses. I just read the emails where they said nasty things. Yeah, it's, I mean. I wonder how much I've, this has been in the news all over the place, but I, I really am curious about how much of it was a great hack by the North Korean government or whoever did it. I don't even know if they, whoever did the hacking or. Compared to bad security by Sony, I, I would imagine it's a it's yeah. a mixture. Um, the FBI is saying it was North Korea, uh, and they are saying that it was obviously uh, these guys knew what the hell they were doing. So 
Yeah, they had to know. They definitely had to know what they were doing. But when the the stuff they found included passwords and, and clear text files, Sony didn't didn't know. Sony was on the opposite end, and they had reports about they had their leader of security was saying things like, "Well, you know, a ten uh, spending ten million dollars to solve a one million dollar problem isn't worth it." But well, it turns out it was. Yeah, it turns out it's more than a one million dollar problem now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'd lost the respect of James Franco and Seth Rogen. You'll never pay for that back. And uh, I imagine they, Adam Sandler probably wasn't too happy with them either. <laughs> but uh, I don't think Adam Sandler really cares. No, His Netflix deal. The, yeah, I mean, on the one hand, the movie looked really stupid. What, the interview? Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, you, you're going to pull it? Like, that's... Uh, that's kind of not really my idea of what the principles America was founded on. I, but... I, I have to wonder if the movie was like, cause it seems like they didn't like the movie anyway, but if right. this was a movie that they were pushing, they couldn't wait for it to come out. And you know, they had respect for the, the content if they would have held fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll never know. Cause I don't think anyone respected that content. No, but I, I read, I mean, I only saw a headline, so I didn't read, because I don't really care that much about the interview. I care about the the issue of uh, censorship and yes, yeah. freedom or, of speech. Right. Um, but I, I also read that they're not even going to release it on VOD or anything. So I don't, like, I don't know, is the movie just can now? Like, you're going to just take that a loss make, on that? that I can understand them not releasing the movie in the theaters in a, in a way, because... If anything happens, right, Sony's going to get sued to high hell. Yeah, and the, and the theaters, so that makes sense. But VOD, you know, what are they going to do? Bomb every house in the world? Right, exactly. Uh, maybe so, I mean, that seems a video on demand. Releasing a video on demand seemed like the, the perfect middle finger. But I guess there's more, the more stuff that they could release that Sony doesn't want them to release. So this is kind of like a hostage situation. <laughs> yeah, I, man, I don't know. I would. I would have liked to have seen like just maybe some theaters show some balls and show it. And well, see, even the see how it that, played out. Even the theaters that the Alamo, Alamo Draft House was trying to show Team America World Police and Paramount will even let them do that. I, yeah, I heard that. That's bullshit. But yeah, I mean that's exactly how terrorism works. Right, changing changing what you want to do. And oh, what was the other thing I? I forget. There's something else crossed my mind on this whole issue. It's it's crazy. Oh, I know why I didn't think it was North Korea because the 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 text they wrote up was so so uh, stereotypical bad English. I was just like, this can't be. This has to be some yeah somebody English hacker trying Poland. to yeah yeah. But yeah, you're right. The FBI did say that, so I guess it is them. Although they still claim it's not. Yeah, I don't well. know what gets that gets them. Wouldn't they be in better shape if they... Oh, well, I think they're just upset the Cube is in the news. They're not really upset about the film. No, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Why, why is Cuba getting all the attention? We'd like to normalize relations. We'd like cigars. We'd like fabulous beaches. I mean, yeah, if, if we had access to them, we're sure we would like them. <laughs> if we knew what you were talking about. we Yeah, we would appreciate eating. But, uh, Cigars? Is that something you eat? Beaches? Is that something you eat? I was I was changing it to a different subject. Oh, okay. Uh, but Please yeah, 
Um, anyway, 2015. All right, looking forward to Colbert. Um, well, I mean, I, sorry. No, I I had something else, but since well, you don't have anything, I want you to say everything you you're I, looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing Sleater Kenny live again after. You know, well, not quite 20 years, but uh, that's when they started. But after a long what, hiatus. Are they releasing a new album, too, or are they just touring? Yeah, they have a new album in January. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know, like, I don't I don't look at what movies are coming out in the following year or anything. So maybe, is, this, is Star Wars coming out next year? December 18th, 2015, yep. Huh, there you go. Did you watch the trailer yet? Nope. Oh my god, you're just doing it to hurt me. Well, I, look, man. I had finals and shit this week. Uh, I had video games to play. I, I, I hear what you're saying because the trailer is three hours long, but you should just not, not, knock out the time. All trailers should be three hours long. Avengers 2, Age of Ultron's coming out. I don't know if it's called Avengers 2. Maybe it's just Avengers Age of Ultron, but that's coming out this summer. Yeah. Th- Exciting. I don't, I don't get necessarily excited for those kind of movies um, i'll probably see them but you know i i notice w- watching guardians of the galaxy um i noticed like these superhero movies are pretty much all just the same i mean that doesn't mean that they're not entertaining and stuff but like story arc wise um it's like one movie made over and over with different characters and different uh different specific incidents i guess I guess, but the the differences in the uh, the dialogue and stuff that really matters. I mean, every every action movie is pretty much the same story, isn't it? I guess that's true, and that might be why I'm not such a huge fan of action movies. But I think differences how you execute everything. No, true. Uh, yeah, like I said, I watch the movies, so and I enjoy some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not I mean, it, necessarily a. Uh, harsh criticism, but I, it was just something I noticed. But, oh, it's another one where you got to save the entire planet. Yeah, I, I've talked. We've talked about that before. How I, I don't care for the bigification of fiction. Why can't some? Why can't a problem be small? Sometimes I don't want it to be the whole planet. I just want it to be the city. So yeah, I, I agree with that complaint specifically. That I mean, I agree that most stories are the same, but I don't mind that. But I just, I do wish problems were smaller. I would enjoy, I mean, even in, in the comic books, they did a, an arc. Like, I personally, I know probably uh, the rest of America would riot, but I wouldn't mind, like, an Iron Man movie where maybe he has a, a kind of a peripheral enemy that and there's you know, some kind of fighting, but he, where he deals with his alcoholism or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the closest we're going to get is the, is the Iron Man 3, which was really good, which didn't deal with his alcoholism, but it dealt with his... Uh, panic attack, not panic attack. Yeah, panic yeah, attacks yeah. from uh, what happened to him, PTSD. Yeah, I think that's the closest we'll get. It did have kind of a personal story inside that movie, and that's why I thought that movie was probably the best Iron Man. Maybe which the isn't... maybe the best major superhero movie in my opinion, but uh, I I enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah, it's up there. It's, it was very personal. It was very good. It, it was directed by Shane Black, I think his name is. Yeah, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Did he do Kiss? Was that? Yes, he yeah. did. He's really good. He also did. I think he also did. Uh, not Lethal Weapon. I thought he did another action, like '80s action movie before he hooked up with Robert Downey Jr. Maybe something with Mel Gibson. Yeah. So uh, he's used to working with erratic actors. It's always good. I mean, it's kind of redundant as well. 
Uh, um, what, what the return of Parks and Rec. Really looking forward to how they're yes, going to deal too. with the, the jump ahead in the future. And did you see the the trailer? No. Yeah, they had a quick, they had like a very short trailer. You should watch it. Maybe after you watch Star Wars. I don't know. No big deal. Looking forward to the return of Broad City, which we've talked about a lot. But what a good show. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely looking forward to some returning stuff. That's the thing. I mean, it's easier to look forward to stuff you already like. That's true. Oh, looking forward to the premiere of iCupid, I think it's going to be called, or something like that. The the new Rob Thomas show based on a comic book that's coming to the CW. Looks like a lot of fun. What about, excuse me. Well, sorry to bore you. Uh, well, you shouldn't even be sorry at this point. You should, you should just be used to it. Um, yeah, well, we should do, uh, I think we're going to do a mid-season new shows episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, which yeah, that's probably the only one I'm really looking forward to. I don't know. Maybe the Rain Wilson one will be good. Um, yeah. Probably not a lot of. I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's different now. It used to be mid-season replacements were uh, were the shit that didn't get picked up originally. I, I, I guess it still is, but sometimes there's some gems in there. Well, no, I think I think now, yeah, now they more plan to have shows start mid-season than. Well, that's true. Like they they use the Super Bowl. Some networks, when the network has a Super Bowl, they use the Super Bowl to premiere a new show. Show, sometimes. yeah, and and uh, they just want to have like it's a big thing to have new content as much as possible through throughout most of the year. Whereas before, it was all set. You know, it's like right. a mid-season replacement was a pilot that uh, they decided not to pick up, and then something uh, bit the big dick, and and so they have to scramble to put something else in its place. Uh. Looking forward to uh, Daredevil's premiere on Netflix. Well, I guess it's it's a Netflix show, so it's going to be the premiere and season finale all in one day. So it, that's the first one they're doing, Daredevil? Yeah. And who's Daredevil. starring in it? I don't think it's anybody. Oh. There's, you know there's they should have really gotten, if they were smart, uh, Stevie Wonder. But they're not smart. So they got someone who isn't blind, and they're already getting protests from the blind people. Say, why can't they have a blind person playing the, the, this blind character? Yeah, probably, he's probably white too. So he is white, yes. As if you would know, he's blind. Yeah, he he truly does not see color. So I don't know the character very well. There's a character called I think Jessica Drew. Do you know her? No, I don't. All I know it's is an, Electra Kingpin Bullseye. Daredevil. No, no, it's another another Netflix show. But oh. it's it's going to be starring. I don't know when this one starts, but it's going to be starring Kristen Ritter, and you know anything with Kristen Ritter, I I am happy to watch. She's pretty funny and awesome. Except Breaking Bad. Wait, did you finish Breaking Bad? No. Although I have plans, I'm going to start watching The Wire in the new year. Okay. December I mean, 26th it premieres in high def, so I watch it in high def. That is true. I I wonder if they're going to release it on Blu-ray. It's going to piss me off if they do. It uh, looks like I'm not the sucker for not watching it because I get to watch it with better definition. Yeah, and you know that is a sh- that is a show where you've got to have everything in super high def. I want to see the pores of Dominic West's skin. It should be your autobiography. Uh, yeah. Can you write that for me? Sure. Thanks. I'll put the auto in autobiography for you. Thanks. By which I mean I'll have a bot type it, write it all out. You'll get no payment. Wow, what else is new? I barely get payment for my real job. Um, 
Yeah, I'm 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 out. I'm out of shit that I'm looking forward to. I don't I don't <laughs> even know. You're out from the start. I can't think of anything either. I think there's another show that's pre- mid-season premiere that I was looking forward to. Maybe it was a Rain Wilson one. I forgot. What's John Krasinski doing? I don't sitting back and counting his money doing voiceover ads for insurance. I just found out he was in the running to play Captain America. Like not just in the running, like he was a final candidate, and Chris Evans plopped in last minute to replace him. And Chris Evans was just like, uh, "Look at my abs." <laughs> I guess I'm imagining. Well, I'm not really imagining, but well, now I'm imagining it. Yeah, he would have had abs for the movie. Yeah, but I thought he so. was going to to go on to do more films. He did he did that Dave Eggers movie, and he was good in it, but he hasn't done anything since then. Muppets. Maybe he's. Maybe he's working on his own projects. Like, I know he went. I think he got a degree in like playwriting or something. Oh, that's neat. So yeah, maybe he's he's like trying to work on his own projects. Who knows? I mean, those. What's what are a lot of people from that show doing? Jenna Fisher. Yeah. Um. Everybody else. I mean, we know Steve Carell, and I guess Rain Wilson's getting his show. Um. But there are a lot of good character actors. Oh, on that so show. I think this is going to be something I'm looking forward to. He has a movie coming out that he directed called The Hollers. It's a drama. He stars in it too, and Anna Kendrick's in it. Oh, I'll, and yeah. Charlie Day. How can that be a drama? Well, I'm sure he's the comic relief in it, but that I mean, I'll have to wait to see the trailer. But it sounds like it could be interesting. Oh, well, I like that he. Let's see who wrote it. James C. Strauss, never heard of him. But oh, has... he, he wrote a lot of waltzes back in the day. Oh, that was him. Yeah, those were good. Yeah, well, so I'm sure, this this movie will have uh, very good footwork. Yeah, and it probably be very lyrical. Who's uh, Margot Ma- Martindale? Have you heard of her? That name sounds familiar. Yeah, She's in. it's isn't Margot Martindale uh, the the one on the Will Arnett show that got canceled? I don't know. That played his mother? That sounds right. She's also on The Americans? Yes. Oh! Oh, she's awesome. And she's in this. Oh, oh, good. Yeah, she's very good. Oh, that Will Arnett show got canceled? Yeah. The Millers, that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so she's in this movie. I I like the cast. So, yeah, I'm going to see this. Well, that's another one I'm looking forward to. The Americans coming back. I like that show. Um, and speaking of Margot Martindale being on a cable show and being very good on it, Justified coming back for its final season. I need to, yeah, that's one I need to watch. I, like I said, I was not super impressed with the first season, but everybody says keep watching. So yeah, and it's, especially because of your complaint, your complaint about the first season was too episodic. It turned into more of a yeah. Second, uh, keep watching. Okay. Um. Recommendations, Asians, 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 Asians. Asians. What do you got? Sitcom, pretty good. Don't think it was popular enough as it should have been. Raising Hope. I think everybody's heard of it, and lots of people have seen it, but more people should have seen it. And so I think the whole runs on Netflix. So you should go. It's canceled now, but it was clever. And I didn't care for the the main actor, but he was good enough. But everybody else in it was awesome. So a very good show. Lots of great side characters too yeah i could never get into that dude's shows um that one and all my his name shows is Earl. yeah greg garcia i think his yeah. name is all his shows are so different i mean this uh 
uh, Raising Hope is as as close to My Name Is Earl, but it's really also really different. All his shows are really different. Like he did the one you're just talking about, Miller's, and that was a you know laugh track fiasco. Yeah, it's kind of a terrible show, but totally different than the show. And then he did uh, Raising Hope. He did uh, My Name Is Earl. And before My Name Is Earl, he did a terrible show that everybody hates, but I love about two families who live in the same house and one family is a one. I mean, the, the father of one family is a TV executive movie executive and his boss is Brian Doyle Mary. And it's a terrible show, but it made me laugh every time I watched it. So a TV executive is sharing a house with somebody. He's sharing a house because his, his wife's sister is can't afford to, his wife's sister's family can't afford to live anywhere else. All right. Yeah. That, I mean, it sounds no, like you it. would hate it. I don't is think yes, dear. I think it was called, Oh shit! Yeah, no, I did hate it. I I saw. <laughs> Man, I love that show. Well, my that's rec- also my recommendation. My my recommendation is do not watch Yes Dear. Uh, <laughs> my real recommendation, I'm kind of, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about recommending this because the guy's such a complete asshole. But uh, Morrissey's autobiography, <laughs> which I I think also came out this year or maybe the end of last year. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's if, if you're afraid to recommend it because he's such an asshole and it's an autobiography, it really is a tough recommendation. It kind of is, but you know what? He is a very good writer. I have to say, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's funny and not you know maybe not always intentionally so. Uh, <laughs> just like just like everything he does. Yes. <laughs> well, what really what gives him the right to write an autobiography? Um. Well, I, you know, if Sarah Palin's daughter can write an autobiography, <laughs> I think Morrissey is on solid ground there. Uh, yeah, that's that's mine. Check it out. It's 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 worth reading. I feel like. Um, all right. Like us on Facebook. Uh, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com if you'd like to be on the show or you'd like some something for us to talk about on the show. Or if you have recommendations for us, things we should be looking forward to in 2015, please write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Rate us highly on iTunes. Tell all your friends to listen. Listen to yourself. And thanks for – someone just liked us on Facebook, so thank you. You're, I forget your name. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, we probably don't want to say her name on the air anyway. She, did, she doesn't need that. Uh, yeah, but from Kansas. Oh, wow, you're a stalker. Well, it's right there on when it shows who likes you. Uh, yeah. We can add that to the map. So, yeah, we'll, we will add it to our map, put a little pin in it. Kansas, and then uh, all our our close personal friends, wherever they live. That's what our map looks like right now. Uh, well, I, I consider everybody, everyone who listens to this show a close personal friend. I know Maybe you do. You do. Uh, yeah, that, that'll do it. So, I don't have anything else to say. Fuck it. Uh, until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.
Yeah.